Hello and welcome to KLO Talks, a podcast for financial discussion. This is where we discuss the latest financial trends, news and events and aim to unravel the complicated world of investing and finance. So whether you're passionate about the sector or just want to understand more about the importance of optimizing your finances, KLO Talks has something for everyone. Hello guys, welcome back to another Kolo Talks, the podcast for financial discussion. Um, it is an interesting afternoon, change of location for me. So I'm actually sat here with Terry from the Kolo team and Catherine Sargent from Blackfinch. Um, welcome both. Hi Peter, it's great to be here. Hi Peter, yes, happy to be here as always. So this is the first time in, I don't know, maybe for me, like four months where I'm actually sat in a room, actually doing some work with people as we come out of COVID and stuff. So I know it's been a little bit of a change or dynamic this morning, actually coming and sitting face to face with people and Catherine traveling up to to record this as well. So thank you. It certainly makes a nice change to, to be in an office. That's for sure. It's, um, it's lovely to, to be here today. So yeah. It uh, feels like a real day out, a real treat today, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. And uh, let's get things back to normal as quickly yeah. as possible. Well, hopefully this does kind of like signal um, a return to normality in some way, shape or form. So uh, this episode is going to be an interesting one because we do have two speakers, well, three of us on this one. Typically it's been like two. Uh, we wanted to do this one because we wanted to talk to um, the guys at Blackfinch around uh, what they're doing at the moment and how they work with financial advisors to provide um, an experience for you know clients like yourself who um, are looking to invest in the market, who may be invested in the market, have gone through COVID and are looking at your portfolios right now. So we thought we'd take this opportunity to do a little bit of an introduction and talk about how Blackfinch work with financial advisors to better your experience as a client. So let me start off by just um, sort of getting Catherine to sort of introduce what you do and Blackfinch and, and what Blackfinch um, offer as well. Thank you, Peter. So um, I'm one of the business development managers at Blackfinch Asset Management. Uh, we're based in Gloucester um, and um, we run a model portfolio service, um, which is very much a service led proposition. Um, our portfolio managers have worked together for over 10 years building portfolios and as they started to see shifts in the industry and client behaviours, they wanted to create something that's just designed for advisors. Um, and, and so that's what we did really. And um, But what we found is that um, some of our competitors are out there um, were they were struggling with the service levels because of how many advisors were using their proposition. So we sat down with a group of advisors and and you know really listened to them and um, understood what their concerns were in the industry um, and designed um, a model portfolio that's very much about understanding the advisor's business and working with them um, in collaboration to make sure that the advisor and the underlying client gets the best service. Um, that um, that we can possibly offer. Excellent. And this is the kind of stuff that you will be using, Terry, on a day-to-day basis with clients as part of what you do. Uh, yes, of course. So we're always looking for um, the best investment solution um, that we can provide clients. Um, and we're also we're looking for service from those investment solutions as well, which we don't always get. Um, and it's an important element to it. It's not just about how the portfolio um performs over time obviously an important element and charges and whatnot but it's the service that comes with it that can be very important and very useful that I think 
I think probably a lot of advisors like myself miss sometimes um, until you really need the service. That's when you, that's when you, um, that's when you find out that you're not receiving it. Mm. I mean, in the in the talk that we had just before sort of starting this, I think what we did establish is there is um there is a bit of a synergy in what Blackfinch you guys do and what the advisors do because there's a point of convergence where it's almost like a seamless marriage in the um in the end result for the clients effectively in terms of the service you provide and how you actually built your proposition now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and the research that we did really shows that there's a lot that goes on um, between the advisor and the client um, leading up to that recommendation. And the client places a huge amount of value on um, everything that advisors do for them. And there's a lot of trust that goes into their advisor. So um, that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And obviously, um, we want to try and make that process um, a bit easier for advisors by providing them a lot of the content, but by providing them um, with educational pieces, with commentaries on the market, um, with um, update videos from portfolio managers. Um, and it really allow the advisor to do everything else they do. Um, and obviously our portfolios are, are managed by um, our team of portfolio managers. Um, but really, that's uh, the where the client places their value is on everything else that the advisor does. Um, and that's quite time consuming. So the way that we um, have developed our partnership program that, and how we work with advisors is um, it's limited to 100 advisor firms. And it goes back to the service because advisors, as, as Terry said, um, are really looking for more than just a product. Um, it's much more about the whole package and, and how we can work with advisors because everything eventually trickles down to the end client mm. um, and this has been built with the client in mind so um, it's really important that we can try and make the investment journey as simple as possible um, and there's no need to complicate it um, for the underlying client so everything that we create is really designed about um, the target market so your you know your retail client um, and it's important that they understand everything that we are producing for them. Um, and it's really about um, trying to educate clients as well, because a lot of advisors tell us that their clients often don't understand some of the material, the fact sheets, the quarterly mm -hmm. reports. Um, and it's it's disappointing because actually there is a way to make this very simple and very engaging for the end client so that they don't feel um, that they're um, alienated and, and that it's a process that they don't understand. We really want to involve the underlying client in that investment journey. Mm. Um, and that's really important for us to be able to um, to pass on that, that education to, to clients. Mm. I mean, day to day for you, Terry, I mean, I know that, that the information, often what we do in the industry can be complicated right or it can appear complicated yes. and that educational piece is is key because you essentially want to take people on a journey with you well it, you're right peter it's it's all about education um if you're sitting in front of a client and you're saying i'm doing this for you i'm doing this this is what i recommend and they and you're not teaching them so they're not learning anything from it they get lost they completely get lost in all the advice that you're giving and they don't see the value in it and they don't see if it's actually helping them. Now, if we, when I'm sitting in front of clients, it, it's difficult sometimes because I haven't got all the resources in front of me that I need from from an investment point of view. And you know, working with someone like Blackfinch, uh, where they, well, I can have a conversation with them and say, "This is what I'd actually need. 
is there something that you can help me with to explain this? Um, is there something that you can show me graphically that will help me to do this? Instead of me hunting around and trying to find it myself, mm. so I can actually provide the advice. That's mm. what I'm there to do. Um, I'm not a research analyst. Um, I'm not there to create um, educational packages, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. But if I've got them to hand, um, well, that's just the level of service that I'm not getting from anywhere else. Um, and that's such a good point because that's why this is being limited to 100 firms. So by doing that, it really allows us to bespoke our adaption partnership program for each firm because we really recognize that every advice firm is different. Um, and it's important that we can work with the advisors at KLO to understand what their clients really need. Um, and as Terry exactly said, it's all about, um, you know, understanding what's going to be helpful for that particular advisor um, for those clients. And, and it's that's really important for us because, as you said, that will make the investment journey a lot more engaging for your underlying clients. Um, and it's I guess it, it links in with um, how we look at the performance of the um, portfolios, which is, again, keeping it very, very simple um, and looking at, you know, target returns that are relatable and understandable for the underlying client, um, not complicating it with benchmarks that they essentially don't really understand the meaning of. Um, and that's all links back to how this has been created with the client in mind um, as, as the, you know, the, the important, um, the reader of the information, essentially. Um, and everything that we do, as you said, we work with advisors, but it, it ultimately all trickles down to the client. Yeah, and keeping it simple, as you said, um, is key. You know, what's the point of com complicating it so the client doesn't understand what's going on? Um, keeping it simple is is definitely something that all advisors, I think, want. Um, it, it just makes life easier for the clients and for Absolutely. the advisor. Yeah. So when, when we um, created the portfolios, we spoke to advisors and said, you know, look, why do your clients, let's go back to basics, why do your clients actually invest? And um, the, the most common reasons that came out were um, to preserve the purchasing power of capital um, and so it's not eroded by inflation and um, to generally to receive a return that's above the bank rate because unfortunately you can't you know, put your money in a building society anymore and, and get a decent return. Um, those are the two most common reasons that, that come up. Um, and funnily enough, the answer that never comes up, obviously, is I want to beat a benchmark because your clients actually <laughs> don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, so we really listened to advisors and thought, well, surely based on that response, the most logical um, measure of performance is inflation. So the portfolios that we run are um, linked, are inflation linked. So the target returns are CPI plus 1% up to CPI plus 5% over a rolling five-year period, net of fees. Um, and it's important to keep that very simple and very clear so that when you're sitting down with your client and you are looking at a portfolio, it's really easy for you to explain what that portfolio is designed to do um, and what can that client expect um, it, that portfolio to do. Because that's where um, you know it can become very complicated for a client to to try and understand what a benchmark means and is the performance good or bad um, because they don't really understand what they're measuring it against. So everything that we've done is really focused on keeping it as simple as possible. And obviously, everybody knows um, what inflation is. It's talked about on the news. It's readily available. Um, everyone can. It's easy for you to for clients to look up. Um, and it means something to them in real terms. Mm -hmm. They all know 
how inflation can affect the purchasing power of their money over time. Um, so that's really important. The other part of what we do um, is we look at ESG on all our portfolios. Um, and it's something that's become more and more interesting. And it's going to be talked about on another podcast um, in a couple of weeks time by um, another one of our team. So it's something that we take very seriously. Um, we've always considered ESG in our portfolios. And um, that that's obviously built into our investment process. So um, yeah, we will explore that more on another podcast. Um, yeah. But it's the two fundamental um, points of our portfolios are they're focused on CPI and ESG. And, and obviously that's that hopefully that is a interesting point for a lot of clients you've made a really interesting point there in t- in just mentioning that you're targeting cpi net of fees because a lot of times <clears throat> clients will look at their statement and be like okay so it's returned this but or actually i need to take off my fees now exactly. so they then look at well it's five percent but then my fee of xr has got to come off and then your real return is actually this that's a very subtle but very important point for people to acknowledge because you know you want to know right this is what you got all the fees are considered this is what your return is Absolutely. for the year the, the planning side of things actually becomes a little bit easier with that as well oh yeah definitely because when we're reporting to a client if they've invested uh, 200,000 pounds and you know it's grown to 250,000 pounds they can quickly work out the percentage return on that mm-hmm. you know that they're not stupid they can work simple maths it's very simple maths and if you're telling them that it's grown higher than the numbers show then they'll question it of course mm-hmm. it's well it's not transparent is it and and, and that's why you, you you shouldn't be doing that as an advisor anyway so it really helps us if um performance is re- reported as net of fees and that, that transparency point is is exactly is mm. one of the, the fundamental mm. um things that that's really important to us at Blackfinch is keeping this as transparent as possible. Mm. And unfortunately, there is no industry standard as to how you should report uh, performance, net or gross of fees. Our view is that um, we want to keep this as simple and transparent as possible for clients. And as you say, you don't want to be sat with a client and then have to work out what Mm. your performance is or your return is um, once you've taken off those fees again. So we um, are very, very keen on being as transparent as possible to the client. Um, And actually with that, um, on that transparency point, um, showing full depth of holdings is also really important because when you're sat down with the client, you want to be able to look at all the funds that are held within that model portfolio. Um, and we we don't like to, um, you know, to hide anything. Um, so you won't see the top 10 on our fact sheets. You always see the full depth of holdings because if a client wants to talk about one of the funds, then you should be able to do that. Um, and it's really important, especially in times of market stress, for you to be able to see what's in that portfolio and for the client to be able to understand exactly what they're investing in. So the two go hand in hand, really, of, of always showing performance net of fees and always showing the full depth of the portfolio at all times. That's really important for us. Yeah, I mean, it's important from advisor's point of view. Um, because that's a question always, you know, you might get a client that's read about a fund in, a, in the newspaper um, and say, does my portfolio hold this? Well, if you've only got the top 10 holdings, then um, no one need to go away and ask that, which is, isn't always a problem, but you'd rather be fully prepared mm-hmm. and have that in front of you. Absolutely. And um, be able to just answer the question exactly, straight away. Yeah. And that's exactly why 
um, because there have been some fund managers that have hit the news. And and obviously exactly. it's a concern for clients and they want to be reassured um, that um, whether or not they do or don't have exposure to that within their, their portfolio. So exactly. it's all about um, reassuring the client that they will always know what they are invested in at all times. I think that's particularly important when it comes to ESG, which we'll come on to a bit later on in terms of some of the work that you do in that area. So do you hold in this company? Yes or no? Very simple question, really, to be able to answer to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, sorry, Peter, can you repeat that question again? Was I was going to say, yes, is that talking about the depth of the, of the portfolio and being able to be transparent in terms of where the money is invested, mm. how important is that when it comes to things like ESG, which we'll come on to, where you do have a client who is saying, well, maybe I don't want to be invested in this area, but you might have a company that's in inadvertently in a roundabout back way participating in that kind of sector. Yeah, you're quite right. And clients are becoming uh, more and more investment savvy. Mm. They are reading about investments and they're interested in the actual holdings. Um, yes, and they've got some strong opinions. They don't want to be invested in tobacco or things like that. Or they don't want to be invested in this company because I've heard it's done this. And, and, and they're taking a real interest and... I suppose that's why you know ESG is growing because you know clients are looking at these and saying, is it morally correct to invest in this? And they're questioning themselves. We can make a difference as a client to the world. So it's very important. Yeah, you're quite right on that stance to have all the holdings uh, in front of you yeah. so you can talk about them. Yeah, um, absolutely. I do want to talk a little bit about bespoke and that kind of yeah. uh, angle. So. Blackfinch, you're looking at 100 partnerships altogether because you're able to bespoke the the service that you provide to the advisory firm. Now, how important is that on your side, Terry, in terms of the interaction that you have with your end client? Uh, it's very important, in short. Um, see, this is it. A lot of firms will say they're giving you a bespoke investment solution, um, but they're really not... Um, all of the time so they, they'll take on so many clients that it's just it's just physically not possible to provide an, a bespoke investment solution to the clients that they're taking on mm. so what you end up getting is a portfolio that a hundred other clients have got um, but you're still paying the fees of bespoke portfolio but you're not getting it and I think this is where a lot of advisors think they're getting something special but they're not where you actually are getting something special is where you're getting the bespoke service. Mm -hmm. Because now, I mean, you've got two clients that are on the same risk attitude. Why does one need a different portfolio than the other? More often than not, they need the same portfolio. So why would you pay the bespoke fees? And this is a, a lot of advisors are questioning this. Um, so if you're getting a model portfolio, but with a bespoke service, well, that's the best of both worlds. Because you don't really need the bespoke portfolio most often, but you do need the bespoke service. You need to be able to pick up the phone and say, you know how our firm works. We've already discussed this. Can I have this information on this? Can I have this? And that's where the value is. Absolutely. That's where it's moving to. And when we were creating our model portfolio service, the research that we did um, really showed that there are certain things that clients really like about that higher fee bespoke um, product. One of those is the service. 
and the other is generally the bespoke reporting that you get. And those are the two things that by and large come out on top of, well, what do you really like about that bespoke offering? Um, and those are the two things that we've really focused on. So essentially we have taken the look and feel of what clients really like about that bespoke product and applied it to a model portfolio service. So hence why it's limited to a hundred because then we can, as you say, bespoke the service to each firm but also the reporting is really important because that's what um, the clients really liked from that bespoke offering um, because it's much more engaging because obviously they're paying more for it. Um, and a lot of the feedback that we get from advisors is that the reports, the quarterly reports that we would provide um, for the clients are much more engaging than a lot of what they've seen um, in the market. And that, um, you know, clients actually aren't just putting them to one side. They are reading them. They are um, enjoying them and learning from them as well. And that's really what we are trying to achieve is if we can just even change the minds of a couple of clients and they understand everything that they read, that's a really good outcome um, because they they start to um, be interested. And then the next quarter, they will want to read and they'll want to understand. And again, it just brings their investment journey to life. Um, so yeah, so those two two things that, that clients really like about the bespoke world, um, I, I know we understand that and, and that's really important and that's where we've taken that, that look and feel and, and applied it to a, a model portfolio service. Um, because, you know, all clients should get the same level of service and and actually the, um, and obviously with a the bespoke, there's going to be minimum investment amounts. Um, and that's another point that we've really addressed is by removing any minimum investment amounts, we are not, um, we're not segregating clients by how much they've got to invest. Mm. It's absolutely up to the advisor to make that recommendation for their client, regardless of how much they've got to invest. It's not our place to, to, to say, um, or you've got to have X amount to, to be in the Blackfinch portfolios. So we've really, we've taken away any minimum investment amounts, which is quite different to what some of our competitors are doing. Yeah. Um, and advisors um, are, are really like that because you don't have to have that conversation with the client to say, well, actually, you don't have enough to invest in this particular um, model. So again, we've tried to make our model portfolio as accessible as possible for as many clients as we can. Um, so, and advisors uh, have really appreciated that and, and it goes down very well with, with clients as well. Yeah, I think it's really, really important because I think from a commercial point of view, yes, it's a business, but I think what you're saying here is that ultimately what you're doing is you're putting the client at the centre of it in terms of being able to provide a service that delivers value to them to deepen the relationship because I think you're absolutely right for too long in the industry we send out paperwork with jargon on it and clients like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. No idea what it means. And by simply making the information easier to understand, easier to digest, more relatable to their personal situations, the more involved they become in that journey, the more interest they have, the better experience they have, and therefore more likely to put more money with you because let's face it, there's sort of level of skepticism mm. uh, across a lot of clients when it comes to dealing with financial uh, you know advisory or services uh, in in the UK absolutely and it, it's all about trying to make the um the role of the advisor 
um, as easy as possible. So there's a lot of um, tools that we provide to our partner firms that we work with, such as KLO, um, that really helps the advisor have that conversation with the client. So if you're talking about the client's capacity for loss or attitude to risk, mm -hmm. which is a really important part mm -hmm. of the advice process, um, the advisor needs to have the right tools and the right information to convey that message and so that the client can understand exactly what they can expect from that portfolio. Um, and really it builds on um, the attitude to risk questionnaire, I guess, that you ask all of your clients. So um, what we found is that clients come out with a number score, but actually um, you like the, you need more information in terms of exploring, well, what does that actually mean for this client? So a lot of the information that we provide um, to our advisors um, really gives you the tools to explore those conversations and think, well, actually, you know, are you that risk category when we put some real data around it? Um, you know, maybe you want to go up a little bit or maybe you need to go down a little bit. Maybe you can achieve your uh, financial goal by taking less risk. And it's important that we give you all the tools to be able to do that. And, and that's what we really mean about being able to bespoke this for you um, and the other advisors at KLO, because all your clients are different and they'll all have slightly different conversations. So it, essentially our job is to make your job easier. Well, that, you know, that, that's exactly what I think a lot of advisors uh, would like. And definitely I would like that. And you've talked about the risk level and um, how it fits in with clients. It's such an important part of when we're providing advice, you know, it has to be correct. Um, Absolutely. That's a really big part of it. So if we've got somebody that we can be talking to and we've got the information in front of us to hand and it's bespoke for us and to our clients, then it's it's great. It makes our life easier. And it goes, again, taking it to the clients, it makes it easier for them to understand what they're investing in because there's nothing worse than a client not really understanding what they're invested in. Um, even if they're not the, you know, the most investment savvy uh, clients out there, they need to have some level of understanding because that reassures them Absolutely. and it stops them panicking in times of crisis. Um, and as you said, Peter, earlier, if, you, if you're talking to your client and they understand a lot more of what you're talking about, they're more inclined to take your advice. Mm. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the, sometimes that is the real, it's the real challenge for an advisor. We're trying to educate our clients and show them that this will help you. If they don't understand that, they won't sign. They won't sign the paperwork. They won't do it. And... Um, not only will you lose the business, but the client is is not doing what they should be doing. So they don't benefit. Yeah, you also carry an element of risk as well that, you know, potentially at some point the client might say, well, you never explained this well enough for me to understand. Therefore, I didn't know what I was going into. Yeah. So it's really important to make sure that you cross that hurdle and tick that box robustly, not just to protect yourself, but to also make sure that the client gets the best outcome as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially in times of market stress that we're experiencing now, it's really nice for advisors to go back to a document that you've actually already been through with a client and say, you know, look, do you remember that we talked about this and this is what we went through and these are the numbers that we looked at and this is what you can expect. And by and large, the client will be very reassured by that. And they, you know, they'll say, oh, yes, of course, yes, I do remember now. Yeah. That's what we talked about. And um, that's what, you know, this portfolio was doing. And actually it's acting as we expected it to do. Um, and that's really reassuring. And a lot of the advisors that we've worked with have said that, you know, times of market stress are such as now, um, 
their clients have been quite calm actually because they've already had that initial conversation and they've seen the data and they've used the material um, and it's been really helpful for for a lot of clients um, and it's it's really calmed them during this this time. Yeah. So in, in, with COVID, so I think we've already touched on this. So it would be nice to talk about that right now. Um, how have you helped through the COVID crisis? It's it's really interesting to see um, what's happened actually because obviously um, advisors have had much more time. Um, not they've not been seeing clients in person um advisors have been looking at their business they've been spending this time um as a, a, a time of reflection to look at the whole business and to think about you know what is my dfm doing for me um where is my book of business do i want to be carrying on um using the same dfms and actually a lot of advisors have been using this time to really look at how their relationship is with their um, model portfolio service provider. Um, and it's it's been a really interesting time because our view has really been to um, communicate as much as possible with our partner firms during this difficult time. And it has been very difficult for a lot of people. And we really recognize that. But th- this is not the time to put your head in the sand mm. um, and hope that things are just going to get better on their own. Um, we've been really active with our partner firms, um, giving them updates on the portfolios, how they're performing, what changes we've been making, sometimes no changes and the reasons why, educational pieces, um, case studies about certain pieces of market data, um, calls with portfolio managers. Um, and this is where you know some of our advisors have asked um, portfolio managers to do video calls with their clients, which whilst we don't communicate with the underlying client we're happy to do um you know for our partner firms if if the advisor would like to have a, a portfolio manager speak to the client then we are more than happy to to do that and that's really helped during these times um as clients are thinking about switching their portfolios um so we've done a lot of work with with advisors over this last um three or four months um and they've really appreciated it i think just having that additional um you know contact you know, as as and when they need um, on a personal level and on a business level, because, you know, we, we re, because we only have 100 firms and um, we're working towards that 100. We really know our advisors really well. Um, so it is nice just to, you know, to touch base with them on a personal level, um, check in, see how their family is doing. And that's the difference, really. is, that, And that's what they really do um, appreciate uh, during this time. And and being one of one of 100 um, is, is unique. For, for each of those advisors i think it's definitely not a time to stick your head in the sand i think people need help now advisors and clients alike um especially if you start thinking about what they're saying on the news around the markets and you know possible crashes and all that kind of stuff now is the time where information is needed to provide comfort at all levels so that people can have confidence moving forward and it's just a fundamental thing that i think a lot of people just it, it should be common sense but common sense isn't always necessarily applied yeah commonly. and it's it's been we've found that um advisors have really appreciated being able to talk to the same person consistently um so you know whether it's myself um or one of my colleagues that's um speaking to advisors they really appreciate the fact that they're not passed around from person to person within the team they will always you know if if it's um you know, if they want to speak to me, they can always speak to me. Um, so it's really important that we build up that relationship with our advisors and they are confident and that they know that they will always get the same person. And that's how we build that relationship and that trust with our advisors. And that's that's really important, especially during times like, 
It's it's very important to have that resource and have that connection that you can pick up the phone as an advisor and ask, this is exactly what I need. And you know that it's not going to get into a uh, an email waiting list before it gets seen and you'd wait in there and you're like, okay, well, I have a client that really needs this information and I have to go back to the client and tell them, oh, I haven't got it yet. I haven't even spoken to anybody yet. I don't even know when it's coming back. Um, I mean, that's very frustrating and, you know, we have to look at the underlying clients here and if the client gets frustrated, then they might not be happy and they may move their business and... Oh, it's crucial. It's really, it's time, you know, being time sensitive is really crucial to our business and to, um, you know, ensuring that it goes with the service. That's the service that you should be getting. Um, And and it's really important that our our whole team is available to to you and your colleagues at, at KLO. And as you said, it's really about the underlying client. You don't want them to get worried. You don't, we want to try and um, 